0: Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnas. As a reminder, this will be the last episode of our coverage of NALP's PDI conference in Washington, D.C. We will be returning back to our original episode programming starting next week, but please enjoy these episodes. There's tons of great insights. If you are at the conference or if you have any questions about the insights that you hear, please feel free to reach out to me. Let's get back to our final guest. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week, I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode, we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. Our next lawyer who leads is Paula Edgar, CEO of PGE Consulting Group, an organizational strategy firm that provides training and education solutions at the intersection of professional development and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Paula is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and facilitator, conducting live and virtual presentations for clients across industries. She is also a committed civic leader and is active in numerous organizations and social justice initiatives, including her role as New York City Bar Board Officer, a diversity fellow for the American Bar Association's Criminal Justice Section, and as a founding board member of the Black Big Law Pipeline. I am beyond excited for you to hear her insights, so let's get into Paula's interview recorded live at PDI right now.
1: Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. How's the conference so far? It's been wonderful. It's great to be in person, great to see some of the spaces that I only know from LinkedIn or on Zoom. So I'm really happy to be here with my people.
0: Awesome. And you were just telling me before this recording that this is actually your first time in person at PDI.
1: Absolutely. So last year, Corey, Carew, and I, we were the opening keynote, but I was virtual and she was in person. So we were hybrid, which is so on brand. <laughs> literally the real legal profession on stage and at home yeah so <laughs> absolutely I love that what did you guys uh talk about we talked about the need for collaboration with within law firms of diversity talent recruiting etc and how when you make diversity siloed it doesn't work properly we did it via having one person and showing their trajectory throughout the firm
0: oh that is great yes we made him up so I want to talk about you. Sure. Tell me a little bit about your journey to this role today.
1: Absolutely. So I have been a speaker and consultant for diversity, equity, inclusion, and professional development for over 15 years now. Wow. It started off as my side gig. I practiced labor and employment law for a short time, and then I worked for a nonprofit with minority law students and mentoring then I worked at three different law schools, again, along the same lines of professional development and learning how to coach and to provide PD in terms of what folks needed. Alongside that, I was also very, and I'm still also very involved in bar associations. So that's really where I sort of gained a lot of my knowledge and my network. And it just, you know, people kept being like, well, you know, what do you charge?" And I was like, people pay you for this? I'm doing this for fun. And then one day I just decided that it was time for me to go out on my own if, one of the things that I talk to women in particular about and people of color is the need to be able to self-advocate yes. and that if you can bet on anybody, you can bet on yourself. And that's what I've done. And it's been a successful endeavor so far. And I'm happy to be able to continue to collaborate with most of my clients who are all law firms.
0: I love that. If you're going to bet on anyone, bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only are you empowering others to do that, but mm-hmm. you're leading by example.
1: Most definitely. Leadership is very important to me. I think that there's such a lack of leadership that we've experienced collectively, that we need to really be able to show that you can be a servant leader, you can be a strong leader, and you can help people to come along to their own leadership. And I think that's the full circle of leadership.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Tell me a little bit about servant leadership.
1: So the way that I perceive it is that you can tell people what to do, and they may do it, But when you tell people this is what we are going to do and you do it together with an understanding of a shared mission and vision and you are in the trenches with them, your leadership is much more powerful and the folks who are following do it differently because they, are, they know that you're committed as well. It's not just leading from up high, it's leading with the ranks. It's a lot of military terminology, but yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I didn't even pick that up mm-hmm. until you just said it, mm-hmm. but that's true. Yeah.
0: I really like that because it's really important for people to show that I'm not asking you to do something that I wouldn't do
1: myself. Absolutely. And if you have a skill set that I don't have and I can't do myself, I'm going to cheer you on to make sure that it gets done as opposed to standing on the outside and saying, I hope that it's done. And, you know, it's not micromanaging. It's amplifying. It is promoting. It is supporting so folks can do what they need to do.
0: Yeah, and there's a sense of real uh, security in oneself, I think, to be able to do that, because Mm -hmm. if they see something that someone else can do that they can't, you have two choices, right? You can be really bitter about that, or you can celebrate that and say, really glad that they have that. And actually, this provides a diverse way in which we can approach a problem.
1: Absolutely. You cannot be all things to all people, and you don't know everything. And understanding the value of other folks and the skill set and the way they show up, and how that can be a collective experience as opposed to you having to be the person to do everything. It's a growing up point, And then it's a leadership point. <laughs> That's great. So insightful. Thanks. Thank you. So I want to ask you, what is your biggest insight from the conference this year? It's a continuation of an insight that I've been having this year, last year, the year before that. And it really is the need for prioritizing and shining a light on wellness that we can talk about best practices we can talk about all the things that we need to do to get to X rank but nothing happens if you have a vessel that is empty and we have so many folks who are walking around with empty vessels or in collective trauma still and not acknowledging that has been I think the failure of our profession, we have such a great opportunity to say now, hey, we didn't think we could change before. Now we kind of had to change. And rather than going back to whatever normal was, we can now decide that we can be different in our profession and still be successful, still make money and still have people feel value in their work as opposed to draining themselves down until there's nothing left. And having folks run away from our profession, we want folks to stay and do it well. And the opening keynote yesterday, even in the sessions that the topics were not wellness, it still comes up. It is priority. It's the underlying undercurrent of everything we're doing right now.
0: I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, if we are not either physically well or mentally well, we cannot build upon ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And I love
0: that you're really addressing that head on. Yes.
1: I start every one of my presentations with, we've been through a lot. (laughs) It's been a long way, a long three years, and I couldn't acknowledge and start to talk about, hey, here's how to build your brand if I don't say... Did you sleep last night? You know, it's the basics of peopling that we have to get to before we talk about how you amplify your peopling.
0: You know, I love that you mentioned sleep because Mm -hmm. I just had a podcast interview a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. with a woman and she and I started talking about sleep and how um, as mothers, we felt like really embarrassed sometimes to say, I really need to go and take a nap. And we said, why is that? Why is it so? It's the most important thing for our wellness. Studies have shown how important sleep is. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's almost Every person that I've talked to that's worked at a big law firm has said, I've slept at my desk. I'm like, what is going on with the sleeping at your desk? What is Mm -hmm. some advice that you could give to people who are like, I'm struggling with sleep. I need to figure this out.
1: Here's the thing. If you need to sleep at your desk, if that's the only place you're going to sleep, please. My, My underlying goal is for you to sleep. You need to sleep. But I remember—I don't know—I can't remember the firm, but it was a few years ago, before the pandemic, where they were like, there was articles about them having napping pods in their <gasps> office, and, and I was like, basically you're just saying don't go home.
0: But anyway, right, that's true. But,
1: Understanding that it's the sleep is important was what my takeaway was from that. And you need to sleep. You can't, you know, to your point about all the studies, I always tell people, let your watch tell you the truth, right? You can lie to yourself and say you've gotten six hours of sleep, but your watch is like it's three hours and 33 seconds that you slept last night. And right. that's not enough. And it's not sustainable. And so every week I have in my calendar that I go back and look at how much I've slept for the week. And I'm a chronic napper. If you give me 10 minutes, I will nap. And it I'm doesn't matter way. where. And to your point about motherhood and napping, the irony is that we push for our kids to nap because we know they need to sleep. But we are not, right, showing them. And my daughter, she's now 17. When she used to go for a nap, we would nap together. That was our thing. And my son, who's 10, refused to nap with me. He stopped napping at like four. And I was like, how, what happened? You're a traitor. I don't understand. We, I was <laughs> promised naps. Um <laughs> But, you know, to all of the mothers and folks who are considering parenting out there, I will tell you this, sleep is the most important thing for both you and them. And so don't try to um, push through. It ends up not benefiting any of you. And so sleep as much as you can. Take 10 minutes. Try your best. And for those of you who are at law firms right now and think you don't own your time, you're right in some ways. But in other ways, you know, you can take 15 to 20 minutes without the world going crazy. And if it does in that time, guess what? If you're that important, good on you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I really like, Paula, how you've, throughout this entire talk, you've really talked about things that are so fundamental mm-hmm. to people's wellness mm-hmm. and how you're really addressing that from the root. Thank yeah. you so much for the work that you do.
1: Oh, of course. I think the core of diversity, equity, and inclusion is its humanity. And professional development is based on our collective shared humanity and then amplifying it can't do that if we don't have the basics of wellness. So I know you touched upon this a little bit before, but I'm going to try to pull some more insights from you.
0: So based on all of your experience Mm -hmm. in the legal industry, what does leadership in law
1: mean to you? I'm going to amplify that question and say, what does good leadership in law mean? I love it. And for me, a good leader is self-aware. A good leader understands empathy. They also understand the need to be vulnerable And to say when they don't know something and to show that while they gather the information to be strategic and most importantly, to be inclusive. A good leader who is not inclusive is not a good leader. Yes. Right. And what we're learning now is that the folks who thought before that being focused on inclusion was an alternate, something they could choose to do. Now it's not just what clients want, but it's what their staff wants. It's what the attorneys who work for them want. It's what the public wants to be able to trust and to be able to understand that they're thinking about the full capacity of humanhood within their leadership. Beautifully put and so wise. Thank you. I love it so much. Paula, thank you so much for
0: being on the show. I really appreciate it. If anyone wanted to reach out, connect with you, what's the best way they can do that?
1: So I am the easiest person to find. If you know my name, which is Paula Edgar, you can go to my website, com or connect with me on LinkedIn, which is where I live with all my peeps on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter if it lasts (laughs) Uh, and on social media and on Instagram as well. So type my name in and I'm usually the first person that pops up.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you leaders and future leaders for listening today. We have a new guest every week. So don't forget to join us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow at lawyers who lead on social Let's celebrate and continue to build a community of leaders in law together. Lawyers Who Lead is made possible by Lawline, the leading online platform for lawyers who want engaging, relevant CLE, and professional growth content. For over 20 years, Lawline has helped hundreds of thousands of attorneys level up by providing award-winning courses in hard-to-find areas and high-demand fields. They have so many courses to choose from that are actually really interesting to listen to and watch. That's why Lawline's rated the highest in the industry with over a 1,000 verified reviews on Trustpilot. Lawyers who lead listeners get $100 off Lawline's unlimited annual subscription, which means you can take as many courses as you want for a really good price. Just visit lawline.com podcast to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.